0: Hello and welcome to the Supernatural Podcast. I'm Jill, and I'm here with my podcasting partner Daniel.
1: Hello, Jill, and hello, listeners.
0: Hello, listeners. And today we are talking about brain waves, and this is something that, like, we access all the time. Our brain is always like thinking and doing and thinking about doing stuff, <laughs> but it's the different brain waves that are actually. Well, how, am I, how what am I trying to say, Dan? Like, I, d- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, we're talking about brainwaves <laughs> and how you access them and how you can change them and all things brainwaves, because it's dead. it's actually quite interesting, isn't it? Even though yeah. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, it is difficult to, to talk about it unless you get into quite an analytical, scientific research kind of modality. But yeah, I find it quite interesting reading about it. I didn't know a lot about it at all when we decided to do the topic last week. We'll give some examples, which makes it a bit easier for us to understand when we're in these different wave and wave types and you'll probably start to recognize them in yourself and then we'll also describe why it's important to activate these different brain waves because it can have good health benefits and especially mood i think that's the big one isn't it it can really improve mood if you if you know how to get into these different states
0: yeah and there's like people who can control their brain state brain waves And then go into like creativity, improve your memory, improve your concentration. And when you go into, like, if you're doing any kind of meditation, that's the goal, isn't it? To get into a different type of brainwave. So it's really, really quite interesting. And it's kind of like a new area of research. They're still finding things out, aren't they, about brainwaves? And as Einstein says, everything is energy and vibration. So this is our brain creating that energy and vibration, isn't it?
1: Like you said, there's still kind of very early on in the research i imagine over the you know in the future there's there's going to be more and more and more learned about the brain it's obviously very complex isn't it um, Yeah. but it's it's funny because there is also some kind of we also use terminology without actually know what it means so like we'll say we'll use the word oh i've had a brainwave yeah so people actually say that it's when you have a new idea so you like a theatre brainwave and you've had a you know creative idea so so realistically we do know a little bit about it we kind of use it in terminology in everyday language, but like the research in the area of the brain is so complex. And I always find it fascinating to think that, that, you know, when you think about electricity, like we have electricity in our body, in our brain, making little sparks all the time. And it's, it's, it's cre- It's still like, it's still, I find it fascinating every time I, I, I get back to it and I hear it, like you think your heart and your brain have these little tiny kind of sparks going off all the time. It blows my brain actually.
0: Well, this is going to blow your brain, because I was talking about this yesterday, and it blows my brain every time I think about it, that there is no evidence that consciousness exists from the brain.
1: I'm pretty convinced that that is true now.
0: Like, just think about that. There's no evidence that your consciousness is is housed in your brain.
1: No, not at all. I think your brain is a filter for consciousness.
0: <gasps> God, yes. that's. I remember hearing Paul check say that like about five years ago, and I just mm. thought... Ah, that is amazing.
1: Yeah, I remember reading a, an article or a post or something that Matt Walden did on that. He probably was in conversation with Paul about it. And he was saying, what if your brain and your five senses uh, just filters for consciousness so we're not overloaded?
0: Mm.
1: So you, you know, because if you if you just had all of consciousness just been filtered through you at one time and you didn't have any way to kind of pick it apart and make sense of it all, it would probably be overwhelming. So what if your senses and your brain filtered a lot of it out and just allowed you to have a human experience just by having a little bit of it i was like like, whoa that is completely backward thinking to what i've even never thought about
0: it's just like it just blows my brain that like you could have this like you know like people can access that levels of consciousness as well can't you but you've got to work at it and this is what brainwaves bringing it back to the brainwaves it's Mm. like the measure of it isn't it so it's like the way that us humans have found to measure what is happening in the brain but really it might not be anything to do with it at all it's just like because we like to put measurements and weights and measures on everything don't we so yeah
1: maybe it's the brain just interpreting what the hell's going on in the universe yeah
0: it could be like just the signals that are coming down
1: yeah it's not the it's not the brain going out it's the universe coming into your brain and then we just experience it yeah that's kind of I think that's more of the it sounds like spiritual, but like we say, science and spirituality are catching up, and I think that's starting to what what's kind of almost been proven now, isn't
0: it? That just blows my mind.
1: Yeah, exactly. Anyway, should we should we <laughs> should we get back on track a little bit? Although, yeah, it's in the same, it's in the it's same in realm. The same thing. But yeah, should so, yeah. we describe what the so there's there's five main brainwaves which are known now? There probably could be more discovered in the future or mm-hmm. kind of gaps in between them all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, should we describe what the five are and kind of what yes. the what the the main rules are to try and make it applicable to everyday life.
0: Yeah. The way they've measured these is to put sensors on people's heads, basically, haven't they? And um, they measure the electrical pulse. They're electrical pulses that emit from the brain when doing different activities and they're measured in Hertz. So like electricity really, isn't it? There are five distinct levels and they often are associated with different states of being like concentration or sleeping or focusing so um, I think you've got them written in really good order, but mine aren't. Oh, Mine are in good order, actually. That's, um, they actually are. <laughs> mine are actually right. better order than yours. Yours are in alphabetical. Mine are in hertz level, I've just realized. So uh, the first one is delta. So you, you would have started with alpha, wouldn't you?
1: Well, no, uh, the way I kind of in my little tiny brain with not many electrical impulses going on, did it, <laughs> I did it in like a scenario. So I went from... I went from being like hyper focused in gamma state down to being asleep. So I like went like everyday life, like a scenario. Oh, i have gone
0: in reverse. Okay. right. <laughs> okay, we'll, do, got... we'll do it your
1: way there. Go on. Then. Okay. So
0: <laughs> we should have decided this before we came on it, but <laughs> never mind. So delta, which is less than four hertz, and this is the slowest brain waves. And that's when you're asleep. Yeah. Pretty, got... that's,
1: that one's quite easy to understand, isn't it? I would say. Yeah. Cause... Probably the easiest.
0: And what also amazed me when I read um, Matthew Walker's Why We Sleep book is that's when the brain's cleaning itself and it does yeah, these was... massive pulses and like the whole brain just like a big wave all the way down and back up the brain
1: like, Yeah,
0: like, like it's going through a car wash.
1: Yeah, that's what it's like, big, slow, rhythmic yeah. waves. And, and like you said um, uh, just recently, that it's when they've hooked people up to EEGs, electroencephalograms, that they, they measure them in hertz and cycles per second. And there's a thing called amplitude, where that's pretty much how high the wave and how low it goes and how frequent it occurs. So when we're in delta, so when we're asleep, if you look at the like the image you would think of, you know, when someone's on a heart rate monitor and you see the beeps go up every time, it's very similar to that. But the, the heartbeat will be like pretty consistent all the time. But when you're in different brain waves, if you look at the same image these waves like very huge when you delta dealt it, these big drops and big spikes would be quite slow like you say less than four per second whereas when we go up to like what we're going to talk about gamma they're like really small but really fast when there's a lot of things going on so that's kind of a a little a little image for people to think about
0: isn't that called oscillation
1: yeah oscillation and yeah, the, the amplitude is the height and the depth and then the frequency is the cycles per second god
0: look we sound like we're <laughs> talking about <laughs> yeah <laughs> Okay, so Delta is the, the lowest one. That's when you're asleep. Yeah. Theta is the next one, which is 3.5 Hertz to 7 Hertz. And this is a slow wave that increases when we're awake, but when we're focusing internally. So when we're like daydreaming, or oh, when you're meditating as well, yeah. bring, bring your brain waves down. And then the next one is Alpha, which is 8 to 12 Hertz which is when you're relaxed, the brain is awake, but not actively processing any information. So also a meditative state that you could get into when you just, you know, when they go for that state of no mind.
1: Yeah. I thought of this one as like the, in, in my mind, I thought like Delta and Theta were kind of really slow, long waves, like chilled. Mm -hmm. And then Alpha was kind of the middle. And then the Beta and Gamma were like the fast ones. So Alpha was at the gap, like the bridge in between the these two other states.
0: Yeah. So when you start meditating, you'd go into alpha first and then ideally yeah. down to theta. So you're yeah. gradually slowing your brain waves down.
1: It's like you could be you could be awake, but you could have your eyes closed, hence like yeah. the start of a meditation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then the next one is beta, which is alert and um, when your brain needs to process something, and that's 12.5 to 30 hertz. So that's just like when you're dashing around and then the last one is gamma which is 25 to 140 hertz and that's like peak concentration
1: yeah so like you can see how in everyday life you can go from state to state so realistically though in most people's everyday life you would either be in the beta state like being at work cooking you know taking the dogs for a walk like doing everyday life and then Mm -hmm. and then delta because you're asleep for eight hours so those kind of make up you would say two thirds. Well, maybe more, of this the, the brainwaves that you're in. And the other ones take up kind of short bouts, I would say. Like an active meditation would be half an hour. Just before you go to sleep, might be you know, 20 minutes. So it's really beta and delta, which we're in most of the time, and the rest of them are a little bit more fleeting. Yeah. That's so what I thought about it, yeah.
0: Yeah, so we want really to access the alpha and the theta waves.
1: Yeah, because we can get kind of really creative. We can change. And I, I, it's kind of like... The more you access something the better you can get at it like if it's already yeah. there it, if we already have the ability to use it why not make it as good as we can
0: it's like well-trodden paths isn't it like the more you tread a path the easier it is to go to down that yeah path. Ex- exactly yeah same with your nervous system isn't it so if you like you get programmed for pain don't you so that if pain if you've got painful shoulder then if you don't like train your brain back to not having a painful shoulder after it's been in rehab, you'll Mm. always, your body will always go into protective mode around that shoulder Uh, because that nervous system is kind of wired for that shoulder to be painful.
1: Yeah. Like entrainment.
0: Yeah. And lots of people continue to have pain after the injury's long gone. Yeah. Even
1: like, yeah. Like a limp, people have a limp after they've had the, the problem fixed. Yeah. Because they've just learned, they've just learned to have a limp for so long.
0: Yeah. So it's the same in your brain. So the more that you, it's called plasticity, isn't it that you can create new connections and new um firing in your neurons and the more you practice that route the the better you get at it
1: yeah like the path of least resistance isn't it but they say like to improve you have to take the path of most resistance you have to create a new path don't you yeah that might be a lot of information to take in like theta (laughs) gamma alpha delta like it is confusing but so like you said I'm quite a simple man and I like, I like to create scenarios in my head which help me remember. So the one I help me remember is like a scenario and I used you, Jill, okay? <laughs> so okay. <laughs> so I, worked, I worked, you went from kind of delta up, I worked from gamma down, okay? Okay. So, so that gamma is really small, fast cycles of brain activity. That's like, again, like hype, being hyper-focused on a task. So like a flow state. So imagine you like writing a new, a new book Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're in the zone, you've mm-hmm. got tunnel vision, you're writing a book, everything's just flown. But then the dogs come in back and the kids start fighting. So it Sounds breaks like those. Life. Yeah, exactly. So it breaks those. It breaks those gamma brainwaves. And then you drop into beta brainwaves because you're mm-hmm. still alert, you're still alive. You, you know, you have to sort the dogs and the kids. So now mm-hmm. you drop into beta. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you get the kids and the dogs sorted and then you chill in front of the telly watching rupaul's drag race and you start to yeah, chill like out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but now you're more relaxed you're now into an alpha state okay brain waves yeah you've been there for half an hour you then really chilled out you're ready for sleep you start daydreaming nodding off then you're in that theta state okay mm-hmm. and then eventually you crash out for the night and you're in delta and that is the five brainwaves in Jill's everyday life.
0: Yeah. And then to come back out the other side, wake up in the morning. Just reverse the process. <laughs> <laughs> reverse the process. I come yeah. into theatre. And then like, that's when, I, that's when I really don't want to get out of bed. And then <laughs> alphas when like, I'm in the shower and then beta is when i've got to drive to work because you've got to be alert and then gamma is when i'm like teaching a class because you've got to be in peak concentration so i think i guess you'd go in and out of those states
1: yeah like a wave like a (laughs) wave yeah
0: (laughs) yeah and then like you say you stay in the, the middle ones for the longest the alpha and the beta yeah would be the ones not but beta probably because when you're driving and stuff you you're in that whole beta thing and if you're watching the news and stuff this is why like we're always saying like be careful what you're watching and what you're putting in your body because that's it's not letting your brain switch off either
1: yeah and it's interesting what you said about um the matthew walker like your brain at night washes itself Mm -hmm. well like where does the term brainwashing come from so they Uh always say be careful what be careful what you wash your brain with are you washing your brain with really helpful happy information or are you washing your brain with negative anxiety inducing you know terror all the time what's the saying if you have a garden are you going to let the weeds grow are you going to plant flowers that's exactly like what you do when you wash your own brain brainwashing
0: this is like you know all these words that we use like brainwashing brainwaves it's just like it's amazing isn't it we use them all the time we don't really think about them
1: yeah we still need to do an episode on the the etymology of words because I find that fascinating where words come from yeah yeah. Oh, well, yeah we'll, we'll do you know that what mortgage
0: means mortgage
1: yeah isn't it um, uh, it's isn't a it french for bloody lifetime of debt or something like that yeah till you, yeah. til you die
0: contract till you die oh my god yes it's interesting isn't it mm. um so the alpha and the theta Theater waves are the best for creativity and problem solving so like you were saying you could were you saying this online or were you saying it before before no,
1: it was beforehand yeah
0: okay it was like so before we're having a conversation about i always forget what we say before <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, we should really just turn the microphones on and press record as soon as we start I know, we, because we talked about, about half, this for half an hour before and
0: i know and then i forget what bits we've put in the podcast <laughs> which bits we haven't recorded so before Dan was talking about like when just before you're falling asleep, you get the best ideas sometimes, or yeah, you know, the answers, and then you fall asleep and you forget. That's because you go into theta, which is one of the best waves for problem solving. So that's why it's really good if you do do meditation, like conscious meditation, breath work, that kind of stuff, because you're consciously slowing the waves down, which then creates that environment within you to problem solved
1: the analogy that just came up with me there was if you were if you're in beta so like we spoke about the amplitude and the frequency of these waves when you're in beta like everyday life the waves are really small but really fast so there's mm-hmm. not like there's not much gap in between them but then if you get into theta the waves are kind of higher but slower maybe in those gaps in the middle there's time to find the answers and to memorize stuff and to you know like you said, oh you think God, a new you sound
0: like eckhart. Tolle. Yeah, you
1: know, when you think you think <laughs> of a new idea, you might think yeah. of it in beta waves, but then all of a sudden the next wave comes along and you know knocks you off track again. But in theater, there's more time in between those waves for that a new idea or an answer to kind of sink in and maybe kind of be stored in the hippocampus or whatever where memory is stored. I could be talking a load of crap, but that's
0: I <laughs> kind of get that then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It do sound a bit like Eckhart Toll, or like you know, in between stimulus. In response There is a space, <laughs>
1: yeah, but yeah, exactly. What do they say about like music? There has to be gaps in musical notes, otherwise, if there was no gaps in between each note, the music would just sound horrible, wouldn't it? You have to have a mm-hmm. pause in conversation for the next person to talk and things to make sense. Hey, I'm yeah. on one here,
0: it into ramdass overnight. Yeah. I've, had
1: a, I've had a brainwave.
0: <laughs> have you been practicing your alpha and theta waves? <laughs> so, um, research should suggest. That practicing meditation for long enough, the alpha waves can become your brain's dominant wave. How cool is that? I mean, just think about that. Like, because most people are in like bit beta all the time, like whoa, word, alert, wired, ready to react, you know, always being responsive, taking everything personally, all of that nonsense that we do. But if you meditate and practice like connecting inward same for breath working by the way when i'm talking about like deep state meditation alpha waves become your dominant wave so you haven't got that reactivity you create the pause you step back you're you allow life to wash over you rather than react to it so yeah i think that's pretty amazing
1: Hmm. yeah you can like you said at the when i first started doing the research for this i struggled with the idea of well how do we make this applicable for everyday life because we like mm-hmm. talking about health and how to make it how to make our health better but that's the perfect example if you can try and step out of that alpha which we're always going to be in for the vast majority of the time anyway give ourselves a break from that do some meditation some some breath work try and change our consciousness for the better and just try and be more aware mm-hmm. then that's really good advice for everyday life because though these alpha brainwaves are already there and they have benefit why don't we just expand on them and explore that zone a little bit more? And you realize that it makes the other brainwaves more relevant as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you can change your dominant brave brainwave via meditation, getting time out. So being in nature, that would do it as well. That kind of like just being peaceful by yourself and allowing things to just wash over you.
1: Yeah. And you know what the, the, the best thing is, is like, it just feels nice. If you've done any sort of breath work or meditation and you've achieved a different state, I'm not saying I've been in these trans, No, I've never transcended into enlightenment. I haven't done it enough, but there's times where I've been doing Tai Chi or meditation and you do achieve some sort of different level of consciousness. And the best thing I can say is it makes you feel really peaceful and happy and grateful. And there's no downside to that. It just just takes practice to get there. I've only scratched the surface. There's some people, like you're going to talk about, the happiest man (laughs) alive.
0: Happiest man alive, yeah. Yeah,
1: like there's some people can get so deep into this state that, yeah, it's it's amazing. It needs to be explored more by kind of the Western world. And it is, I think, meditation and breathwork and stuff, it's more popular than it's ever been, so it's good.
0: I think it's just such a good way to access this. And when you know, like, the mechanics around the back of it that are working, because sometimes you just think, oh, this is a bit, like... Woo woo, it's too much for me. But actually, mechanically in your brain, this is what it's doing to your brain. So it's Oh yeah, this like,
1: this this is the science which is making it happen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So this is like what's measured. So you can't argue with what's been measured because people have measured it. So it's like, and it yeah. measured it again and and again. So um yeah, I, I want to talk about a new ray that they've, a new brainwave, sorry that they've, um, you know what, gamma rays always remind me of the Incredible Hulk. Oh
1: yeah, that's a, that's a, what you think of, isn't it? Yeah, radiation.
0: <laughs> so anyway, they found a, a new one um, called the Zen Zen Gamma, <laughs> Zen gamma, which um, Zen Buddhist monks um, how, they put these, they got a whole group of monks and got them all rigged up with the things on their heads and they um, they were shown to have this thing called um, gamma synchro- synchrony, which um, is extremely high amp- amplitude waves, and long range from all parts of the brain in sync. So every single part of their brain, they could bring it in sync into these to this, this meditative state and uh, they could sustain it for a really long time so like the researchers were really surprised by how long they could keep these brain waves going and they said it's like a, a a clock with everything just going exactly at the right time and they could sustain that like normally in your brain you come in and out of brain waves and thoughts coming in and out of your head and things triggering you and all that kind of stuff that goes on they're able to just switch all of that off and just go into a really deep state and stay there for a long time and they could measure it by really high amplitude rays so how cool is that
1: it's amazing to be imagined you could you could kind of harmonize and synchronize to such a degree that you're like yeah i imagine that's where things like transcendence and different dimensions and like we said off air as well i wonder if that's what happens when people take uh, psychedelics yeah like ayahuasca and dmt i wonder if the the brainwaves have got to change surely but i'm not sure how controllable it is but if like the guy you were speaking about the happiest man alive he can control that state and come in and out at his own will whereas i think if you take a handful of mushrooms you just along you're along for the ride aren't you (laughs)
0: yeah you haven't got much control so when i've done breath work because i've been practicing it for a while now a couple of years now and um uh, you get flashes of it you just get flashes of Mm. that feeling of transcendence And it flashes and then you go, oh God, this is really good. Then you're back, then your monkey brain kicks in. And it's like, how can you switch that off? And that's what, obviously what these guys, these monks can do is just like get into that state and stay there. And it's all like, it must be amazing to be able to do that. But think of all the sacrifices that they've got to make to do it. They've got to like live a life of discipline and give up all worldly goods and all that kind of stuff that holds us down. But you can kind of see- the attraction, I think I might become a monk. <laughs> Let women in.
1: Yeah, so it's it's really interesting that you say you can see how attractive that is. And I remember listening to, to Paul years ago, and he would I mean, Paul is an enlightened person, like you kind of disagree with that, he's on another level. But someone said to him that, Well, how can you know all this about humanity and, and life and the universe and creation, or whatever? And and then you see all the, the horribleness that goes on in everyday life. Why don't you just, you know, retreat to the top of a mountain and just sit <laughs> and just be in this happy, um, meditative state where you're just in bliss. And sooner or later he said, Well, you're still just on your own. He said, I achieved a point where I had to come down and tell other people how to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's like if it's um, the I, we, all principle. It's no good just being lonely and yeah, being in bliss. Like, imagine if you could teach other people how to do that. Yeah. That's like, so that's that that's kind of the
0: like the 12-step program isn't it like the final step of a 12-step program is to to help others help others yeah exactly the program Mm. yeah so that's interesting apparently um musicians can also get to this zen gamma by um trained musicians can do this when they're listening to music um when they go into an extreme concentration but relaxed state so they're listening and they can listen to all the different parts of the music and so they're kind of processing it in a relaxed state and it's they can do it as well apparently
1: yeah to be able to pick out individual individual notes and instruments in the yeah. middle of an orchestra it must be like it's really interesting how you can how the brain can adapt and and again achieve that hyper focus when something seems so complicated but to be able to pick out individual stuff i find that really amazing and not to like take favorites but we've spoke about the five brainwaves but I had one favorite. Okay, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was doing the brainwave. I had a favorite brainwave. Okay. <laughs> oh, God, go on, um, So, reading about the, the theater brainwaves, I just found it fascinating because it, So, we've already said the theater is like when we daydream and when we're about to go to sleep, when we have these ideas or we, we come up with answers, or like, you know, when you think that you forgot someone's name and then you all of a sudden you think of it before you go to sleep and you're like, oh, that was it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's because you have got a, a theater brainwave. But it's not always when we just like, totally relaxing about to go to sleep i found it really interesting that like a good example when you say you're driving home from work but you drive the same route at the same time in the same car every day and you, you can literally be doing something quite intensive like driving there's a lot going on when you're driving isn't there but because it's so rhythmic and you've done it so many times that you can get into a theater brain state so you can pretty much be daydreaming while you're driving i just I found that really interesting so things like um like doing the housework you know going for a jog and being in the shower realistically you should be in a bit like totally beta brainwave state because you've got things to do you're moving you're alert but because you've done it so many times it kind of gets stored in the in the long-term memory you don't need to think about it as much like you say the path of least resistance you can then think of new ideas you can be creative you can daydream so yeah so you can also be in you can be in theater when realistically you should be in beta and I just found that really interesting um you don't have to be in a meditative state to think of a new idea like you said exercise can be a meditative state tai chi you're moving some of the moves are really complex and you have to sequence them together but you, you can get into a theta brainwave state and think of new ideas and be creative that's why things like breath work doing breath work is hard work at times it's well, it's really hard work but you can you can activate the theta brainwave state while putting some graft in i just found it really interesting that it crosses those two barriers and that's why it's my favorite (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's really sad isn't it that you've got your own favorite okay well my favorite brainwave if i'm gonna is is this um this gamma ray because um i think we can harness the gamma ray to full effect so i'm going to tell you about the world's happiest man now has he, been, has he
1: been shot with a gamma ray gun? That's, yeah. that's that
0: <laughs> he's not the Hulk. He's actually the reverse <laughs> of the Hulk because the Hulk was actually, he got hit with gamma rays and he was the world's angriest man. That made him angry,
1: it? yeah, exactly.
0: So actually, they should be hitting this monk who is the world's happiest man mm-hmm. because he, when meditating, he's called Mathieu Richard. Um, and when meditating on compassion, he recorded the highest gamma rays ever recorded wow. in a human head.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not from a lizard's head because that's no, obviously that's godzilla godzilla yeah. has a high gamma res.
0: <laughs> and he wasn't green and he wasn't angry in fact <laughs> he was the world's happiest man and what they said was because he could get to that level of gamma rays that he had an abnormally large capacity for happiness
1: yeah it's some achievement that isn't it
0: can you imagine must have got a certificate for that like i've got an abnormally large capacity for happiness
1: yeah it also sounds like something you would give a toddler in like in a when they go in the first year of school you are the happiest kid in the class (laughs) he's got the
0: the biggest abnormally large capacity to, to be happy so i love him i think that's such a good way and it's like a measurement of happiness that you can get into like the extreme gamma Gamma rays. I think gamma rays, the, the extreme end of the gamma is my favourite bit, mm. but I don't think we could ever achieve it without...
1: I wonder what happens when... Um, it might sound a bit morbid, but when we die, if there's any, like, just that moment we pass on to the next... If there is anything, like, life after death, if brainwaves change or just stop, or if there's, like, a massive spike just at the mm. moment when we pass over, I wonder if there's anything there.
0: I wonder if, like... Your brain keeps
1: producing the waves. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whether, whether they're actually produced in the brain or the, brave, the brain is just interpreting them, whether the waves are always there and we yeah. just spot them when they come in the brain. There's one for you. Yeah. You know, like radio waves are in the air, but we can't see them.
0: Yeah, so and you just you put... tune into the frequency. Yeah,
1: exactly. There's one for you.
0: Mm. Mm. Wow, that's interesting, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> so it just blows your mind, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about binaural beats.
1: Yeah, this is interesting because I used to listen to binaural beats, but then upon doing this podcast, I just totally forgot about them. So I'm glad yeah. you brought it up.
0: So, binaural beats, you can put them into Spotify and they'll give you the Hertz value. So, you can, these are like beats of music that resonate at the same frequency as the brain waves that you want to, to stimulate, I guess. Um, so, you can get, if you just go into Spotify and type in binaural, by B I N A U R L binaural beats and um they'll come up with all the different frequencies um so if you wanted to go into theta state which is dan's favorite brainwave state um which is four to eight hertz um that's linked to rem better improved rem sleep reduces anxiety relaxation as well as a meditative and creative state so you can kind of like i like a little bit of hacking biohacking you know on the side. So you could get that binaural beat for the theta wave. You can also get a binaural beat for the alpha wave as well, um, which is 8 to 13 hertz, which encourages relaxation, promotes positivity, and decreases anxiety. So depending on what you want to work on, you can have a different beat going in the background.
1: Yeah. So I remember when I first heard about heard about binaural beats and someone told me about this, but I didn't actually read it myself, but um it was a fellow at checky and he was saying that there was a study done in i think it was like a physiotherapist or a doctor's office where like there's like a waiting room Mm -hmm. and the and there was people in there who they knew were like hypochondriacs and suffered with anxiety and stuff and um or whatever and some of them did have like physical issues as well but they played binaural beats in the waiting room and the binaural beats were aimed at um Uh, like you say getting into relaxed states not being anxious like Mm -hmm. trying to cut off that hypochondriac overthinking beta brain waves and by the time they got in the doctor's office some of them had reported that the symptoms weren't even shown anymore
0: really and they were in the
1: and it was just an experiment like you said it was on a small group but you can see how it makes sense don't you
0: yeah and that's why like things like crystals and oils and all of this stuff comes in because they all have a resonant frequency as well so if you want Mm. to like tune in or get into like a theater wave, you could use the crystals that resonate on that frequency the oils that resonate on that frequency and just it's like tuning your antennae it's like those big telescopes you know like it's called the big telescope isn't it you know they're in the plains of brazil and peru and stuff and then they just like tune everything to one star oh yeah that's like what we're doing when you're doing all that stuff even though people think it's the real hippie stuff you're not you're just tuning your everything your antennae to receive the universal cosmic energy
1: yeah it's i like to think of sometimes like a magnifying glass as well you're just taking that all that sunlight in that one circle and magnifying it into one tiny tinier circle and yeah. trying to put a lot of energy into one pinpoint thing and trying to cue that like in, increase the intensity of it um so if you figure out you have an issue somewhere in your spine, they figured out that that certain the organs and the certain uh, nerves and the, and the spine itself has a certain frequency at that point. So then if you can find crystals and music that resonates at that frequency, as well as doing exercises, which stimulate um, mm-hmm. that area, it can help you heal and things like vocal toning to be, create an actual vibration. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you do vocal toning, you can feel it in different parts of your body. Yeah. It's just, everything is so interconnected. But the Western world is just taking it all apart, and, and doesn't realize that it's everything is one big system, and it's what's the word cybernetic? Everything is linked to everything mm-hmm. else. So, oh yeah, it's, it's it's fascinating, man. But it's hard. It's, it, it is it is hard to put it together sometimes in your own head because it's so complex.
0: And the chakras we didn't even mention those. Those all resonate yeah. at a different frequency. So
1: yeah, and like the the. Organs and glands are, are on different chakras in the body, so you figure out if you oh my first chakra is stuck, then you realize oh well you might have you know really broken pelvis. I no mean, hey, wonder your first chakra is not working because <laughs> that's that's <laughs> on the same level. That's it's the root yeah. chakra. But yeah, it's, we don't, we now definitely sound like hippies, but there's research out there. There's scientific a, research.
0: I've got a green aventurine wand on my forehead now. I'm receiving it. <laughs> I'm not
1: quite as much as a hippie, but I'm I'm drinking filtered water out of a glass bottle. Does that count?
0: <laughs> it's got, it got a crystal in it.
1: Doesn't got a crystal, no. Have
0: you put Himalayan salt in it? No,
1: i was just about to say, I forgot to I put the salt in, so it was all well worthless, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, it's uh, honestly. I was. It was a thing on the other day, and I texted. I, I think it's Stephen in it because, like, I always say, I'm really low maintenance because, like, you know, I don't dye my hair. I don't. <laughs> I don't do anything. And uh, then but it said like I'm so low maintenance, and then it said apart from, is my water filtered? Is uh, <laughs> has that got any chemicals in? What's yeah?
1: i mean crystals recharged in the soil Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> from so, here, it just looks like you've got a giant crayon, and he's drawing.
0: It's a green aventurine. That's pretty cool. Is, that
1: it's
0: cool, isn't it? It's um a one for abundance. This one.
1: Mm. What's that and shape? He... Is it called an obelisk?
0: Yeah, it's an obelisk. Mm. Right, I've got a green aventurine obelisk, obelisks, and um, wand-shaped ones are really good for um, centering the energy on pointing the energy at something. Mm. So, you know, we were
1: speaking about conspiracies before we came yeah. on air, have you ever seen the the picture of the obelisk on the moon?
0: On the moon? Well, I was just saying the other on the moon, before. yeah, yeah. It's that's obviously... one of the ones that's been pixelated out.
1: Yeah, like nature doesn't make things that shape, that precise at right angles and stuff like that. But you can see the shadow and there's an obelisk.
0: I think yeah. we need another dance conspiracy theory. Yes, episode. let's do it
1: tomorrow. <laughs> I like <my> talk, so.
0: <laughs> now I've got Gaia TV back. I've been watching the stuff and it's all. Oh, maybe would be worse yaw. than me. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, we've kind of gone off track again from the, our brainwave thing, but it's really interesting, especially if you're doing any kind of meditation. It's always nice to know, like, actually, it's not hippie shit. This is proper measurements weird and measured
1: yeah like paul said it's the the art and science of living well isn't it
0: the art and science
1: yeah the 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 two the two meet up and it's not just and even if there was no scientific research behind it which there is like having meditation and breath work it makes you feel good like that's that's the best evidence there ever is
0: oh good results yeah you know what like I think I've said this last one <laughs> the closer you get to nature the more you feel better and um or the better you feel that's better English isn't it and um I was having a conversation last night with one of my clients and she was like oh I just can't lose weight da, 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 da. and I was saying to her like actually I'm going to send her some of our podcasts and like about you know the uh she was buying half fat stuff and I was like oh it's all blooming full of sugar and she was like really I think that and I was saying about rice and being full of sugar and she was like you know she's think like, you think you're being healthy but actually all that stuff is shit
1: yeah and it takes it's when people first hear that the it can be hard to register because yeah it's, it's been a lifetime of thinking and that, that was the correct way and yeah. and people in authority telling it that is the right way but then getting bad results so it's it can be um There can be like some cognitive dissonance there, can't there? But once they break that and God, the results show for themselves It works straight away when you get on a healthy diet and healthy exercise and back to nature.
0: Absolutely. So no processed things. Yeah. All natural.
1: Anyway, that's another tangent just before we end.
0: Yeah. So brainwaves, we want to be in Dan's favorite one, alpha or theta. And then my favorite one, gamma, is like the peak, peak one.
1: Yeah. Transcendence
0: transcendence oh god i love trans i would love to just meditate all day and like not have to do any like just be in a transcendental state <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just need to go and sit <laughs> on a mountaintop for 10 years
0: but i'd love it i really would i think mm. i could be a monk
1: i don't know i think the, the level of dedication will be um well like they say any any a lot of people who are spiritual know that that is the answer but are they willing to sacrifice the five, 10, 20 years? Most people aren't. <laughs> yeah, true. So it is true, isn't it?
0: I'd have to take my dogs with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all you creature comforts that you think you don't need,
1: but then you go without them for two days. Like, I really miss my iPad.
0: I miss my phone, <laughs> 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 my books, my crystals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe it's not for me, but I'd love to be able to do that. I'll just keep doing my breath work and then that yeah just stick
1: just stick with that for now
0: yeah right okay listeners thank you for listening hope this has helped you in some way shape or form if it has then let us know and we always like to hear your feedback and as always we will be releasing new episodes every Monday
1: yep great remember to like and subscribe and if this is your uh, first time listening hope you enjoyed it if you're a long time listener, remember to share it to someone else because it helps us get the pod out there and we'll see you again soon
0: see you soon